Time's our times. Let's go, Rod. You just pushed me, buddy. We'll see how we're doing. Look at that. Wow. What graphics. A look into the future today. Y'all with me? Y'all right? You're awake. Say. All right. Did anybody else get burned in the face this week other than me? You did? It's not fun, is it? No. Oh, no. 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 Here we go. How many know I whine? Yeah. A lot of your hands. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. But I get stuff. When you whine sometimes. Here we go. Let's go ahead. A look into the future. Push me, buddy, if you don't mind. In Jesus' message from the Mount of Olives and in, the, in Jesus' message to the Apostle John as recorded in the book of Revelation, we're given some global snapshots into the future and the end time. So the book of Revelation and from the Olivet Discourse with Jesus, we're able to see into the future. Now, most prophecies in the Bible have already been fulfilled. You know, you don't believe in prophecy, do you? Well, of course I do. Almost all of them have been fulfilled. Most of them were concerning Jesus Christ. And they've been fulfilled. Except future events concerning Jesus Christ. And the end of the world or the end of the age as we know it. But absolutely I I believe in prophecy. Jesus is good for it. Nobody predicts something several thousand years ago and it comes to pass. He did it repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. And every one of them has come to pass to this point. So no doubt this will happen. Matthew 24, 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto Jesus privately saying, Jesus, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world. Jesus came the first time, but Jesus is coming again. And people are like, you don't believe Jesus is coming again. Well, I do believe Jesus is coming again. Do I know when? No. No man knows the day nor hour. But is Jesus coming again? Absolutely. How's that going to happen? That can't happen. Are you kidding me? He put the planets in space. He put the stars where they are. He took dirt and that's where you came from. Amen. And me. You kidding me? Born of a virgin. Died on a cross. Rose from the dead. Amen. Say. The problem is our lack of faith. A lot of the world doesn't believe because they don't have faith. They don't see, they don't read the Bible, they don't believe it. Okay? But we're His church and we believe and we see and we understand. Absolutely. He's coming again. The revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1, which God gave unto Him to show unto His servants things which must shortly come to pass. And the words shortly come to pass. I know this was written 2,000 years ago. Yeah, it's 2,000 years ago. You don't believe that, do you? It hadn't happened yet. Do you think 2,000 years is a big time, a lot of time with an eternal God? Yes or no? An everlasting God? Say, no, not really at all, okay? It's just a blip, okay? So, shortly come to pass. And I believe it's getting much, much shorter for sure. He sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record, that's John the Apostle, the Beloved, he bear record of the Word of God, of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all the things that he saw. So in the book of Revelation, you're getting a glimpse into the future from things that Jesus saw, that John saw as Jesus revealed them to him. Also in the book of Matthew, Jesus speaking. So today we're going to have a look into the future. Snapshots of the future. Are y'all still alive with me? Are y'all just paying attention? Well, that's nice. Here we go. What's some snapshots into the future according to the Bible? Number one, say that one with me. Global political. How do you think we're doing on that one in the world? Say. We're here. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Let's look at it. Matthew 24. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man do what? Deceive you. Now this is after the question, what's going to happen in the end of the world and you're coming again? What's it going to be like when you come again? So right out of the gate, right out of the gate, He says, take heed. He's answering their question. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come, say it with me, in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive what? Did you know two billion Muslims, two billion Muslims of the planet of six million plus, six billion, I'm sorry, six billion plus on the planet, two billion, one third are ready and waiting for the Antichrist to come? What do I mean by that? Their Mahdi that's going to come in the end times that they're waiting for, many are trying to usher this in through caliphates and ISIS and all the other groups that are out there. Radical, wanting to bring this all to come to pass. And their good guy is the Bible's bad guy. The one that's coming, the one they talk about, and what he does is exactly what the Antichrist does. So you already have a third of the world setting dead ready for the Antichrist to come. But they will be deceived because they think it's a good guy and he's a what? A bad guy. Matter of fact, in the Koran it says that Jesus is going to come and help him. Yeah, he's going to come and help him. Now, he ain't going to be the main one, you know, of course. He gets to help. He's coming to help eradicate infidels, Jews, Christians, and others who don't follow the way of the Koran or Muhammad or Islam. Isn't that crazy? Yes or no? I know that sounds ugly. It's just the truth. The things that he does when he comes does not line up at all with God, holiness, Jesus Christ, but it lines up almost perfectly with what Jesus gave to John and Jesus talks about in Matthew 24. It lines up almost perfectly with the deceiver or with the Antichrist. Isn't that just odd? Yes or no? Okay? And we put that out a few weeks ago. It's not something... It's, it's just basically this is what he'll do. Okay. In the Koran. And then this is what the Antichrist does in the Bible. And you just go boop, boop, boop. Just look like that. And you go, wow, that's crazy. How many were with me a few weeks ago when we did it? Wasn't that... Is that crazy? Yes. It's sort of mind-blowing, really. I'm just saying global political deception is going to happen. And so many people are already deceived. So what's the snapshot into the future? I mean, this, this picture is looking pretty clear. And that's not Matthew 6, buddy. That's Revelation 6. Revelation 6, verse 2. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. Watch this scripture. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, what? Conquering and to conquer. If you read that verse and you just read it, at first it looks like, wow, that's pretty cool. Somebody's coming on a white horse because all good guys ride white horses, right? 
and he's getting a crown, and he's going to conquer. Well, here's the problem. He's not a good guy on that white horse. All good guys, everybody on a white horse ain't a good guy. That's the Antichrist. That verse is talking about the Antichrist is coming. And we see today in our world people speaking good, just speaking what you want to hear, and lie like the dog. You, you hear me, yes or no? Amen. It's horrible, 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 horrible. And I'm going to go ahead and be ugly whether you like it or not. I don't get too political here. I never have. You probably know where I stand. I'm conservative as a day as long. But anybody who stands for a woman's right to murder a baby in the ninth month, seventh month, eighth month, any month as far as I'm concerned, but partial birth abortion, pulling a baby's body out, and having the head still in the canal, and a pair of scissors going into a baby's brain so you can have a right to do that. You don't have that right. You shouldn't have that right. You don't get everything, okay? You shouldn't have that right. Horrible! Horrible! But we'll sit there and we'll listen and go, yeah, mm, yeah, because you're an idiot. Excuse me. I know that's hard to take. Guys, come on. Children matter. Come on. Come on, man. And I don't want kids to have guns either, but guess what? I'd like them to at least get to be kids. Hello, say. We're worried about protecting them later. How about protect them now, when you get a chance. Amen. Say, deception. And I know I could go off on both sides of the rail and rail and rail, but, but that pro-life, that's a big deal to me. We were creating God's image and God's likeness. I firmly believe every little child that is being aborted is with the Lord. I believe that. I don't believe they were just a blob of tissue and they don't matter anymore. We're going to have a rude awakening one day when thousands times, ten thousands and ten thousand times, thousands and thousands are celebrating at the throne of God and singing. And very well going to be many of these. And I know that's a, that's a good thing. But bad down here don't make it good. You know what I'm saying? You get, yes or no? Amen? Deception. That was just one instance. Redefining marriage. You can go down the list, guys. We're deceived. Y'all listening or not? Say. And we can hear somebody say something. We Okay, okay. We need to be awake. Chaotic, chaotic conditions in the end times are going to call for a great leader. Somebody that can solve all the mess in the world. Okay? His charisma. The Antichrist. His charisma and political posturing is going to gain him world recognition. Who is this? Could that person be living now? Absolutely. I have no idea. This is what the Bible says. Through deception, what seems to be real peace, what seems like real peace is going to be brought to the Middle East. Can you imagine if the Middle East problem was solved? I mean in Syria... That's unbelievable what's happening there. But in Iraq, in Iran, in Africa, in Yemen, all kinds of places, in the Middle East, in Georgia, all over. Can you imagine if somebody could come on the scene with the leadership skills and the charisma and settle that? Can you imagine the party that would be thrown in this world, yes or no? Say do you know that's all we ever hear about now? Basically, is fight. Is that the truth? Yes or no? 
Places we don't even know. Aleppo. Who knows this place? Mosul. Act like we know these places. We don't know these places. But we're hearing about them all the time. Because chaos is crazy, isn't it? Yes or no? But we're making headway. Yet ISIS is spreading like wildfire. I'm just saying. Sounds like the picture's getting clear. You hear me or not? If this is your first time, you're going, this guy is nuts. I don't talk like this every week, but it is what it is. Snapshot number two, global dissension. So there's going to be one that's going to come. Revelation. That's right there. But in Revelation 6-2, it said about the white horse, and you've got different ones. We might see some more today. But the point is, is that the one on the white horse ain't a good guy. Okay? And the ones that the Muslims, the that the Koran talks about, this guy coming is not a good guy. Anybody that Ahmadinejad years ago gets excited about coming, any guy that ISIS gets really excited about coming, is probably not a good guy. It don't take much of a brain up here for me to figure that out, okay? Y'all got me, yes or no? Thank you. Global dissension. Jesus speaking. They said, can you tell us, Lord, what the end of the world's going to be like and when you're going to come again? You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Back to Revelation. Another one of the four horsemen. We're going to go detail in the first service, just, just going by it today, here. And there went out another horse. The first one was what color? White. Is he a good guy? No. Does he seem to be? Yes. Is he a deceiver? Yes. Horse number two. There went another horse. That was what color? Red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take what? Peace from the earth. And they that should kill one another, and there was given him a great what? Sword. And so, global dissension. Jesus said wars, rumor of wars. Revelation talks about life being taken and peace being taken. So, snapshots of the future. Global dissension. A peace treaty or treaties that is going to be signed... And the Middle East, it looks like it's going to be solved. We finally got them. Good. Everybody came to the table. Everybody agreed. That's a joke. Excuse me. Is that crazy or not? Yes or no? But guess what? It's not going to last. That peace treaty is going to be broken according to the Bible. And guys, I don't know if you know it or not. Here's the Bible talking about the Middle East 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. And even before that, in the book of Daniel. But here's 2,000 years ago. Middle East, 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 Middle East. What are we talking about today? Somebody take a wild guess. Middle East, Middle East, Middle East, Middle East, Middle East. Well, I don't believe the Bible. That should make you believe the Bible right there. Amen or oh me? Amen? So this peace treaty, so-called, set up by a deceiver, peace, peace to the Jews, peace with all factions and Christians and everybody. It's going to be broken. 
unbelievable hostilities like never seen before are going to erupt in the Middle East. I mean, we think we've seen something so far, don't we? We see the pictures coming from Syria. We see the little boy covered in ash, and, it's, and it looks horrible. We know that. We see babies washing up on shore. Have you seen some of those pictures? Yes or no? You ain't seen nothing. That's one tiny, minuscule country called Syria. And it has, it has upset the whole world. What's happening in Syria? Hello? 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 Yeah, wake up. I like that. Good. Wake up. Wake up. Here we go. So the point is, can you imagine when really all hell breaks loose over there and it's not just Syria, but it's Iraq and it's Iran and all the Stan brothers, all the Stans over there. Amen? And you see all that just breaking loose and then throw Russia in and China in. You think you've seen war? We're just seeing snapshots of it. What it's going to look like. Unbelievable. Let's look at just one current eruption in the Middle East. I alluded to it. Syria. Let's look at Syria. Y'all wait with me, yes or no? Let's look at Syria right now. Here we go. Let's look at Syria. These are just snapshots of Syria. What's happening? Can you imagine if you live there? What's ha- Look at it. Look at these lines. Look at them wanting to get in. It's heartbreaking. But almost all of those, believe it or not, now many of the Christians have been eliminated. They've been killed. That's what the fight in Mosul was all about. That was one Christian section. And all Christian places, worship, most all have been destroyed. Christians killed. Very few Christians, if you, if you do the math, very few Christians are coming from over there. Many of them being killed. It's horrible. It's estimated that almost 14 million people have fled their homes since the outbreak of war in Syria. Little tiny Syria. Little tiny Syria. 14 million since 2011. That's only, what, five years? 14, and that's just one tiny little place. These are some of the countries to which these 14 million fled. Look at it. Turkey. 2,480,000. Lebanon, a million and a half. Jordan, 1.2 million. Iraq. 1.1 million. Germany, 600,000. Germany's economy, Merkel and all that, they've about lost, at times they've about lost a country over there. It's, It's not a good, that's just one. Why am I putting this up? I'm just saying, this is just one little problem in the Middle East. Wait till it all blows up. You think you're going to fix that? Wow. There's all the numbers. And you see the U.S. now at 14,500. And so we're made to believe this is, ba- this is bad. Look, they took 2.4 million and we've only taken 14,000 or whatever. You know, I want to be, be also... Humanitarian, I definitely want to be humanitarian. I think we ought to help these people. But putting them all over the world in different countries, personally, that is not the way I think it should be done. But that's Gary talking. You understand? I think it could be a way to help them over there and get a place where they can be and and try to get that thing solved. But I'm I'm not even saying we can get it solved. Y'all listening to me, yes or no? Okay? 
It's estimated that almost half a million people, 500,000 have perished, died. 500,000 people just in Syria, dead. Because evil, and we want to say Assad, 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 but it was also rebels rising up trying to get change. But here are rebels themselves who are radicalized. You got crazy people against crazy people. You understand, yes or no? I'm sorry to say it. I don't know how to talk more, you know, I'm not trying to be ugly, but it's just a mess. These are snapshots. Am I, and I'm not creating anything. This is not like, ooh, he's trying to get us spooked. No, I'm not trying to get, this is, the, this is me being gentle. Have you watched your news, yes or no? Amen. You probably know a lot more about it than I do. So, deception, dissension, wars, and things just breaking out everywhere. Number three, global economic devastation. You cannot have all this happen and still uh, go to Wendy's and everything's good, okay? And have your 401k and it's a... No, no. There is a time coming. This is what the Bible says. Jesus, he, they just asked him a question. The disciples took him away privately. They had a question. Can you tell us about your coming again and, and the end of the world, what it's going to be like? I mean, he'd be the one to ask, right? Say. And he talked to him about it. Number three, he said there's going to be famines. There's going to be pestilences. There's going to be earthquakes in different places all over the world. So there's going to be problems, global economic devastation. And then we come to the third horse of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We're going to take these one by one in the early service. There's so much scripture and so much to be said. But just for this message, these are just snapshots. And when he had opened the third seal, when you look at Matthew 24, etc., it goes with Revelation 6 almost perfectly. When he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and I beheld, and lo, what color horse? A. So the white horse, is he a good guy? Nope. He's a deceiver. Red horse, war, dissension. And now we see a black horse. And he that sat on him, say it with me, had a pair of what? Balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny, and see that you hurt not the oil and the wine. What is all that talking about? In case you're like, he is going nuts today. You think I am, don't you? Okay, you're okay with me. Here we go. Here's what this, this is what I believe prophetically is being said. Jesus spoke it. It's over in Revelation as well. Blackness. Blackness or darkness describes the world's economy. Scales, the two scales that were mentioned, speak of scarcity as things are measured by exact what? Can you imagine times being so bad that you get just exactly, just exactly what it says and you get no more? That's not how we live in America, is it, say? Now, we're used to throwing stuff away. We're used to thinking, if I eat it all, I'm going to get fat. How many are like that? You leave something on your plate. Just be honest. Come on. Quit lying to me. Well, I've decided not to do that anymore. 
Amen. Here we go. The point is, can you imagine what it's going to be like? Does that mean, Gary, it's a long way off? This can all happen very rapidly. Just imagine if the Middle East went full-on, helter-skelter, all out of control. You think it would affect the United States, yes or no? Big time. What if Iran is capable of... I think they are, but if they have a nuclear weapon, you think if they want to usher in the end times, they might shoot one of those at the great Satan over here, yes or no? You think that's just preposterous that Iran would ever shoot a nuke at us? Do you think it could possibly happen, yes or no? Yes or no? (laughs) Absolutely, you believe that. Well, why wouldn't you? I'm just saying, look at these snapshots. But economic devastation, as these things happen, and it it can go quick. There's going to be an incredible strain on the economy. We know we have a global economy now. Yes or no? Overseas, they can jack the price of oil. And guess what? It don't take 24 hours. We're paying like a lot more. How does that work? Yes or no? Amen. I thought it was a month ahead of time. No, 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 no. It says next month's futures. It happens today. You're paying more tomorrow. It's crazy. We're in a global economy. China can have a hiccup, and all of a sudden it's affecting the stock market. Yes or no? Is that true or false? Of course it's true. It's a different world. Many of you didn't grow up in a world like that. How many would say you didn't grow up in a world like that when you were younger? It didn't exist. That's not the world you live in now. Are our times the end times? We're just taking pictures today. A day's wage. Pop that last one up. A day's wage, according to this scripture will buy a day's supply of food for survival. And you might think, that's crazy. It's not crazy. Most of the world lives that way now. You don't. They do. We're blessed, and that's why every service... Thank God we live in America! That's why I say it! You're different! We're different here! We're different here. 95% of all the gospel going around the world today comes from America. Supplied by America. It's crazy. We're just different here. I look into the future. Still looking. Current global politics. Let's pop it up. Today's world leaders. Just look at them. Here they are. Here's your today's world leaders. See if you get a lot of confidence from that screen. Now just stop. I want you to look at that. That's your world leaders today. I'm not trying to be ugly. But could all hell break loose with these leaders? Absolutely. I'm sure many, many, many are good and want to do the right thing. But I'd say many, many, many also on that screen are evil and don't want to do the right thing. That's our world leaders. That's where we're at today. Keep looking. Global dissension. Today's raging conflicts. What's happening in the world today? Where are wars going on? And we could go a lot more into detail about this, but just look at it. Colombia, 250,000 dead since 64. Afghanistan, over 3 million dead since 78. 3 million people. Somalia, 500,000. Iraq, half a million dead. Pakistan, 61,000 dead. All these countries are fighting. Syria, almost 500,000 dead since 2011. 
These are conflicts happening with the exception of Colombia, almost all of them in the Middle East. Plus, there are current conflicts in at least 35 other regions of the world. There, there are 35 other conflicts totaling millions of lives that's lost in our world. We can get insulated over here and not see it. The growth of Islam throughout the world. Have we seen Islam grow throughout the world? Yes or no? I grew up, and I, again, I'm not trying to be ugly. We're a church. We just want to do the truth. Islam teaches that Jesus was not crucified. He did not die on the cross. He did not rise from the dead. So it doesn't matter what they say to me. They've rejected my faith. You understand that? Yes or no? So, I don't need to be ugly or unkind, but I never thought I'd, I, 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 it's crazy to me. How that it seems to me, this is just Gary talking today. I don't do this a lot. But it seems to me that the United States especially is trying to be very accommodating to Islam. I like being nice. But on the other hand, when there's a certain large portion of this religion that seems to be wanting to kill a lot of people, I think that's cause for pause. Amen. Say Just sensibly speaking. And not that push, that push, that drive that seems to be happening. Are we living in the, are our times the end times? I definitely will tell you this right now. There's almost, uh, not 23 billion, that's 2.3 billion you said? That's not 23 billion, we know that, amen? There ain't that many people on the planet, okay? But the point is, it's about 2 billion, 2 billion worldwide. And I said it earlier, if there's 2 billion worldwide, and the leader that they're wanting to come is the same one that's in our book of Revelation and Matthew 24 that lines up with the Antichrist, you have a third of the planet right now ready for this stuff to happen. Amen? Yes or no? This growth is happening. Look over here. Look at this map. Look at the Middle East. See that white area? See that white area? That's 90 to 100%, 90 to 100% Muslim. And look at little Israel. Can you find Israel? Can you take Israel? Take that map off. Do you have that or do you not have that one? Can you find Israel if you could, with a pointer? Could you go find it? That's the one lone spot in that whole world. That is a democracy and, and seems to be a friend of the United States. I'm telling you what, it looks like a powder keg to me that can blow at any moment. Yes or no? Is that crazy talk or not? Just talking snapshots today. Looking to, that's what I'm saying. You want to go get your little spooky costume and go, well, I'm going to get scary. Oh, this is a lot more scary than your spooky costume. Yes or no? But it's not wild-eyed or me being a lunatic. I don't think I'm a lunatic. I know that. But I don't think necessarily in this message. The global economy. We've talked about that. Today's economic situation. World poverty facts. This should just shake us right here. And it should make you fall down on your face almost every day. And thank God you live in this country. I want you to look at these facts right here. Over one billion people live on less than one dollar a day. So if there's six billion one million of the six billion live on less than a buck a day. How are you feeling as an American right now? Can we thank the Lord we live in this country? Let's do that. I think we should. Thank you, Lord. Look at this one. Half of the world, 
That's over three billion people. We're talking about the economy. It's going to be hard the last times and hard economic times in the last time. We're like, oh no, it's way off. It's way in the future. Over half of the world today lives on less than $2.50 a day. How would you like to live on less than $2.50 a day? If you were living on $2.50 a day, do you, would you think the economy would be tough at your house? Yes or no? That's crazy, isn't it? Half the world. At least 80%. Four-fifths of the whole world. Four-fifths of the whole world lives on less than 10 bucks a day. But no, Gary, these things are way off. I've got time to eat, drink, and be merry, to take my ease. The Lord's return is way off, Gary. When 80% of the world is living on less than $10 a day. When the wars are raging that we see. The political corruption that we see. If I was a photographer, I'd be saying, you've got to look at these pictures. These are some crazy snapshots. Over 95% of the world lives on less than 5% of the world's income. Guess what part you're in. Take a wild guess. You think you're in the 5%, you're in the 95%. And I disagree, and it's just me again, that those that have the money are the evil people. Because when you look at the world as a whole, guys, I mean, the United States... And there's a few other countries. But that's us. That's us. I give God the credit for that. Not look down on you. I give Him the credit for that. I give Him the credit that we have a great country. I give Him a credit that we're free to stand on this stage. In most of those countries, those 80-90% countries, any of those with less that we saw where Islam was, I couldn't do that. I'd be shot and killed. I'd be killed today. It'd be over. Gary would be dead today. You know that, right? Say and you'd be dead too for even being here listening to me. Aren't you glad you're an American? It's incredible. That's what I see when I see this stuff. According to UNICEF, 22,000 children die each day to poverty. 22,000. I look at these figures and wonder how can things get worse? You understand? 22,000 kids a day in our world dying because of poverty. That sounds horrible to me. Fifteen children die every minute. 900 children die every hour. Almost 1,000 kids have died since our first song this morning. At the second hour, not the first hour, since you've been in this building. Are we living in the end times? If we're not, it sure looks like them. Are the end times our times? Pretty depressing, isn't it? How many are just depressed? I came to church and he's usually so nice and he's upbeat and he's just depressed the snot out of me. How do you think the disciples felt when they asked Jesus this question? They were having a good time. And he said, well, can you tell us, Jesus, when you're coming again in the end of the world, what's going to look like? Yeah, I can see them just having a good old time. And when Jesus got done with them, they were like just a mess. And if any of them drank, I'm sure they went for it. <laughs> That's 
what this will do to you, won't it? Hearing Jesus' words about the end times and seeing what I see with my own eyes. And I don't think I've done too crazy on the message, guys. And to be honest with you, this is a topic I've taught many times. I used to teach it to high schoolers years ago. And honestly, years ago when I taught it, I was talking about things I couldn't see yet. And now, all I do is tell Roger, Roger, go get this. Can you find this? And there it is. Our world is a mess. It's not hard to find this stuff anymore. How many saw the film years ago in the 70s, A Thief in the Night? How many saw that film years ago, A Thief in the Night? Jesus, remember that? And how corny the film was. It was really poorly done. And all these things are going to happen. It would scare people to death. That film is like a cartoon now compared to what we're seeing with our real eyes today. What should I do, Pastor? What should I do? You've depressed me, so what should I do with this information today? Well, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Stay up, I call it. Stay up. What do I mean? Jesus talking to His disciples. They asked Him this question. I'm sure they were saying the same thing. What are we going to do? So likewise, when you shall see all these things, and I don't think it was a stretch for me to put those things up there and to say we're seeing them all right now. We're seeing them all right now. When you see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. So what I say to you is stay up, wait on the Lord. Heaven and earth, Jesus said, shall pass away. Oh, but this will never happen. Jesus said, but let me tell you something. My word shall not pass away. What I've said is going to happen, and what I say in the book is the truth. You wait on me. You hide that scripture in your heart. Of that day and hour knows no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. When's it going to happen? He said, I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. And I think we're seeing it happen. So wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. What do I mean by that? Read and believe God's Word. Say, this should increase your faith, not diminish your faith. Clark's crazy. He's saying stuff that ain't in the Bible. I think what I put up was what's the Bible today. It's prophecy. I know it's not quite as clear sometimes, but I'm from Rockingham, and I sort of understand it. Know that everything passes away, but God's Word shall abide forever. You put your confidence... Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Put your confidence in Him. Amen. So that's number one. What shall I do? Wait on the Lord. Read your Bible. Believe your Scriptures. Hang in there. Keep, 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 get close to the Lord. Amen. Number two. Work for the Lord. Don't just wait on the Lord. Work for the Lord. Work for the Lord. Step up. Step up. What are you waiting on? For things to get worse? Say. Man, we need to step up. And I'm not talking about ever being ugly. No. We love Jesus. We love people. Take that gospel. Let's take it all over town. Let's take it to wherever you live. Amen. Let's go. Let's share the gospel. Let's share the good news. Let's share our faith. Let's not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm glad He's not ashamed of me. You know? He loves me. He cares for me. He's right now praying for us. Right now, at the right hand of God the Father. You know, I know He knows I make mistakes. I don't say it all right when I preach. 
But I know he's for me. Amen? Work for him. And it's a devil's lie that if you start talking about Jesus and trying to get people to come to church, that they're going to hate your guts. What are my neighbors going to You know what your neighbors are going to think? They're going to think, hey, that's a pretty nice person right there. I think we might go. Yeah, I think we might go with them to church. That's what they're going to do. You hear me, yes or no? And every once in a while, but it's usually because we're not nice or we are ugly with them or they, or they see us as hypocrites. Yes or no? But if we live for the Lord and start working for the Lord, Blessed is that servant. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. They've asked the question. He said, Blessed is the servant whom, when his Lord comes, is going to find him doing. So get out there and do, man. Amen. Say, work for the Lord. Step up to the plate. Don't retreat. Don't retreat because of the end times, because of fear. When you see these things happening, don't retreat. Oh, no, the sky is falling. Why don't you go, hey, the Bible's true. Jesus is coming. Amen. Say, that's a better way to look at it. Amen. And if he doesn't come during our lifetime, I guarantee it. You and me are going to go to him. And it's going to happen. This is a a no-lose situation. Work for the Lord. Believe that. Advance the message of Jesus Christ while you still have the opportunity. And can you say that last part? And what? And freedom. Could America ever become a place where a guy like me would be put in jail for something I said this morning? (laughs) You're saying very much so. I must have been really bad today. (laughs) Very much so. You first. They're taking you first, Clark. Thank you. But isn't it sad? It's sad. But it's a very real threat. I think it is. Why? I'm not just saying because you're in America. I'm just saying when I look at the whole world. When I look at the whole world. I love our country. I love our freedoms. Oh my goodness. But because of the whole world and the pressure that seems to be coming from the whole world. You better get out there and work. Amen? Number three So wait on the Lord, work for the Lord, and that last one, watch for the Lord. Look up, look up, look up, look up. When these things begin to come to pass, because I'm sure the disciples are like, oh man, I can't believe he just told us all this. We're sick in our stomach. And Jesus said, whoa, fellas, 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 fellas. When you see these things come to pass, then look up. Lift your head. Say it with me. For your what? Redemption is drawing nigh. Amen. It's hard to preach a message like this without and not get us down when the exact opposite is what we need to do. We need to be up, not down. But I can't help being down knowing 22,000 kids die every uh, day because of a lack of funds. I hate that. It does depress me. It gets me down. But you know what? I can't be discouraged. I cannot hang my head in despair. I have the only answer, the world, that, that will work for the world. His name is Jesus. That's it. We're it, guys. You're the light. <laughs> You're the light of the world. You're the city that's set on a hill. Amen? Say. Okay? We're it. We're the world's only hope. We've got to keep our head up and look up. 
Be delighted. Be delighted. Don't hang your head in despair, but be delighted. Be delighted that you have a Savior who loves you, gave His life for you, gave you His Word, prophesied in advance of what was going to happen, and it's coming to pass in your lifetime. You be delighted that you were called for such a time as this to stand for Jesus Christ. Amen? In the greatest country on the planet, when other people are standing in other places in the world and they're giving their lives, you and I are sitting in our freedom. God's not going to take it easy on us when we stand before Him one day. You hear me say, we have the right right now to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We have the right to go to our community, our neighborhoods. We have the right to be in a high school for 12 years. Fellowship, isn't it incredible? Stay with the stuff. Amen? This could be the day that Jesus comes. And we've got to quit. We're close. Say that with me. My redemption is drawing near. Can we say it loud? My redemption is drawing near. Near. Now, whether he comes during my lifetime, I know for sure I'm going to go be with him. It's a win-win for Gary Clark. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, are our times, or are the end times our times? I'll let you make up your mind. I think I drove the, the wagon pretty far down the road, though, to convince us that we ought to be setting up paying attention. Amen? Let's praise the word for his, uh, Lord for His Word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.